Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 two man car. We're nearing the end of the month of July. The month of July is dedicated to the precious blood of Jesus. The Feast of the Precious Blood of Jesus of Our Lord was instituted in 1849 by Pope Venerable Pius IX. But the devotion to the Precious Blood of Jesus is all over the New Testament. It's really as old as Christianity itself. It goes back to John chapter 19, to the foot of the cross. Uh, <clears throat> Paul, a lot to talk about today, a lot of, uh, <clears throat> a lot of good topics. <clears throat> a couple things that we want to share with, with you today is uh, we want to share a little bit about the Antichrist, paragraph 675, <coughs> 676, and 677 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Then there's another good article. It's called, uh, it's called, Have You Accepted the Antichrist as Your Personal Lord and Savior? That's a little mm. bit of satire. Uh, it's written by, by a good Catholic uh, writer. And then we're going to talk about, uh, we want to talk about the illegal aliens and the bishop's wealth uh, it's an embarrassing topic but it's something that we have to talk about because as catholics one of the things that the left's always complaining about they're always saying uh, separation of church and state well guess what uh we agree with them in this instance we don't want the left to be greasing the palms of our bishops because what ends up happening it ends up buying their silence and it ends up compromising them so uh, we'll be talking about that in the fourth set in the fourth segment. Paul, let's jump right into the catechism. Let's. Uh, there's three yeah. paragraphs I want to share, and then uh, I want to give kind of a little, a little exegesis on them. Okay. So the th the three paragraphs that we want to weigh in on, it's paragraph six seventy five, six seventy six, and six seventy seven. Uh, go ahead and read the first one, 675. I'll read the next one, then you read the following, then we'll, then we'll try to break it down line by line. Okay. <clears throat> Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity in the form of a religious deception offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth. The supreme religious deception is that of the Antichrist, a pseudo-messianism by which man glorifies himself in place of God and of his Messiah come in the flesh. Wow. Paragraph wow. 676. The Antichrist deception already begins to take shape in the world every time the, the claim is made to realize within history that messianic hope which can only be realized beyond history through the eschatological judgment the church has rejected even modified forms of this falsification of the kingdom to come under the name of millenarianism that means a thousand year reign promoted by some protestants especially the intrinsically perverse political form of a secular messianism paul next paragraph Yes, paragraph 677. The church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this, through this final Passover, 
when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. The kingdom will be fulfilled then, not by a historic triumph of the church through a progressive ascendancy, but only by God's victory over the final unleashing of evil, which will cause his bride to come down from heaven. God's triumph over the revolt of evil will take the form of the last judgment after the final cosmic upheaval of this passing world. All right, let's break this down. We read the whole thing. Let's go right to 675 and we'll, we'll break down the component parts of it. Yes. So paragraph 675, line by line. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. I believe we're living in that time right now, Paul. Uh, yes. I believe that the Catholic Church right now is going through her passion. And right, yes. we're right now in the final trial. And why do I say that to shake the faith of many believers? Um, 500,000 um, people in Germany left the church last year. I just read another article today that there are less people entering vocations uh, right now than in the last 50 years. I read another article. More Catholic churches are closing around the world than any other time in the last four popes. I read mm -hmm. another article. Uh, less people are going to seminary under this pope than the last five popes put together. And so when you look at just the statistics, that mm -hmm. first sentence is vindicated that the yes. faith of many, the, the faith of many yes. believers uh, is going to be shaken. Yeah. 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 When the son of man returns, will he find faith? Right. He'll find so it, this, but very uh, few, very little. Ex exactly. Rhetorical in, the, in that sense that faith is not going to be something so common. And that's what we're seeing right now, Jess. We're seeing basically people through and for many reasons, some of them have been scandalized because of, uh, you know, the sins of many prelates within the church. But for whatever their reason, they've been secularized. This is just an onslaught of the devil that has basically, you know, brought the church to this sad point. So, yeah, uh, the faith of many, uh, you know, uh, believers will be shaken. There is no doubt about that. And like you said, I mean, if you if we just look with the understanding that the, the mystical body of Christ um, essentially, uh, you know, uh, is on the same traje uh, trajectory as Christ when he was here yeah. at the time at the time of the passion everybody abandoned Christ did they not even the even the apostles uh for the most part with the exception of John uh, 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 the apostles basically were fleeing for their lives and so as we enter into the spiritual passion you're seeing people jump ship that's my that's take right. on it yeah second next sentence it says the persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity. That's usually a reference to the Antichrist in the New Testament, that phrase, mm -hmm. mystery of iniquity, in the form of a religious deception offering men an apparent solution to their problems. I think some of the religious deceptions are socialism, that can be one, communism, religious deception, relativism, another religious deception, and also looking to medicine, vaxes, jabs, as a solution to our problems, getting chipped. Uh, these are these are deceptions, religious deceptions, offering men apparent solutions to our earthly problems. That's my well, yeah. what do you what do you think well, we're talking about there, Paul? Well, the Pope one time said Jesus was a communist. <laughs> I kid you not, Jess. That's what he said. Jesus was a communist. 
Uh, so yeah, he did say that. Uh, you know, yeah. So uh, I mean, so when you know when you look at it, a lot of people say, well, what's the context behind that? Well, you know what? There's no good context behind that because Jesus was not a communist. Period. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get historical, communism communism wasn't wasn't even a world system back then. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but beyond that, I see this religious deception also. Uh, I, and I said it before, Jess, I call it the Rodney King. Uh, <laughs> since this is Jesus 911, we have to keep it, you know. Uh, keep you it know, real. As, keep real. <laughs> yeah, as cops talk, but it's the can't yeah. we all get along religion. It's the it's the Abrahamic center. You know, when you have one door that opens up to Judaism, the other door that opens up to Islam, and the other door that opens up to the Catholic Church. Wow. That sounds yep. like Frankenstein to me. Well, that, know, that, we, that sounds to me like religious deception with that, that phrase. Yes. yes. And, and for the simple reason this, Jess, that truth is not relative. You know, I, I was just explaining this to some guys yesterday, a group of men. And I basically said, listen, if you believe in God, or if I believe in God and you don't, well, one of us is right and one of us is, is wrong, wrong, period. Uh, yeah. 100%. One of, one of us is right and one of us is wrong. And so, and that's the way it is with truth, right? Truth is either true or it's not true. And if it's not true, then it has no place uh, alongside of the truth. That's yep. my take on that. That's called the principle of non-contradiction by St. Thomas Aquinas. The next sentence says this. It says, at the price of apostasy from the truth. So what's the price of apostasy? The price is rejecting the Catholic faith, rejecting the Holy Eucharist, rejecting the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, rejecting the perennial teachings of the Church. Uh, this is this is to me the price of apostasy. Apostasy yeah. is is the word apostasy is a Greek word that means it means the wholesale rejection of the faith. What faith yes. are we talking about here? The Catholic faith. Yeah, and, and and how about this? The command of Christ to go out and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them all that I have commanded to you, a.k.a. just convert them. You see, we're not to leave them where they are. No, Christ sent us out to teach them the truth. I'll give you an example of apostasy. There's a cardinal right now that said that uh, he's going to be taking over, I guess, uh, you know, World Youth Day, or and, and he said that, he said he said the young people or, or the Pope said the young people uh, mm -hmm. we're not to evangelize anybody and, and, and bring them to Christ. Don't bring don't bring young people to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. On youth uh, day, uh, World Youth Day. Yeah. So that's the position now of the Vatican. Uh, you also have another Catholic priest over in the Amazon, Brazil. Uh, he was interviewed and he I think he kind of joked about it. He goes, I haven't baptized anybody here in Amazon, Brazil in 51 years. And he was mm. kind of like, he was bragging about it. Like, I haven't baptized anybody. Why? Again, it's that Rodney King uh, theology. Can't we all get along? And yeah. so tell that to tell that to the bishops in Africa and the, and, and, and the believers in Africa that are being martyred because of their faith, that are being murdered yeah. by, uh, by, by the Islamic radicals. We'll, we'll continue talking about paragraph 675, 676. 677 of the Catechism. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Jesus 911. Now. 
back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. We're talking about the Catechism 675, 676, and 677, which uh, talks about the Antichrist, talks about the end, uh, the persecution at the end of time. The last sentence of 675 says the following, the supreme religious deception is that of the Antichrist. And by the way, the Catholic Church has always said that he, he's an individual person. A pseudo-messianism, in other words, a fake messiah, by which man glorifies himself in place of God and of his messiah come in the flesh. Basically, the Antichrist is going to uh, replicate his, uh, his boss, Satan, who uh, wanted to glorify himself in the place of God. That's what the devil wanted to do, Lucifer. Uh, mm-hmm. and, he re- and, and Lucifer also rejected to, uh, he rejected to worship uh, God incarnate, who was the Messiah. So this, uh, this supreme religious deception, <clears throat> uh, the systems of the world that are going to bring out the, the, the Antichrist is going to be communism. Uh, there's an old tan book I got. It's about 150 years old, written by a Catholic priest back in the 18th century. And he said that the Antichrist will will wrap himself around communism. Communism will be the religious the religious deceptive system that the Antichrist will use to usher in his reign. Paul comments. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and, and my take on that would be, uh, you know, you know how politics and religion just uh, religious truth and spiritual truth. Uh, you know, and what's going on in the physical world, they 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 tend to uh, echo each other, right? And so, I believe that 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 um, communism is going to be that vehicle to which uh, you know uh, the religious deceptive aspect of it unites itself to. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just that's just my take on it. That, but I mean, just like you said, but at the same time, you know, it's distinct because communism is a political system. But politics and, you know, you know, the old saying, hey, there's two things that we can never discuss here at work. What's that? Politics and religion. Right. Well, that's because they go together. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, what they call political issues are also religious issues. And so there is uh that's you know what i see there um that yeah. supreme re- religious deception of the antichrist just i want I, I had a question for you and i want to uh didn't archbishop fulton j sheen the uh, the venerable fulton j sheen didn't he comment about that that the antichrist would would, would rise from the ranks of the church yeah he said uh that, that he would write for the, he's not the only one that said that uh, okay there's other quotes I'll I'll have to look them up right now. I have I think I have a word file where I have them, but okay. uh, yeah, he's there's been several prelates that have said that throughout church history. But what's interesting about um, communism and Nazism, both uh, those that are in power in both those systems, they act like if they're little you know deified mortals. They act like they're demigods. Yes, uh, that that that's uh, that's the problem with Nazism and communism is that it wants to supplant God. Yes. In other words, look to us. We are the deity. We are your parents. We'll tell you what to do. Uh, and they're also, both of them are atheistic, 
atheistic political systems. That's what makes them very dangerous as well. And uh, mm-hmm. n- not Nazism went after the Old Testament people of God. Communism uh, goes after the New Testament people of God. But so both of them wow. hate. Both of them, they, yeah, they both hate God's people. Well, let's yeah. go to six seventy six. It says the Antichrist deception already begins to take shape in the world. Every time the claim is made to realize within history that me- that messianic hope, which can only be realized beyond history through the eschatological judgment. In other words. The hope of Jesus Christ is only going to occur through the final judgment, the second coming of Christ, what we call the general judgment. A lot of people say, oh, no, no, the hope of Jesus Christ is going to come, you know, before the final judgment. Just watch, mm-hmm. just watch the, the, the trap, the, the rapture trilogy and the books and the movies that have come out. Yes. If you're yes. a true, if you're a true Christian, you're not going to suffer. You true Christians don't suffer. Jesus is going to take us out of this world uh, before that time. That's not the Catholic position. In fact, that's, that's a heresy in the Catholic church that we're not going to suffer. It says here, 676, the church has rejected even modified forms of this falsification of the kingdom to come under the name of millenarianism. What is millenarianism? It's a heresy that the early church talked about very back in the third and fourth century where we believe that Jesus is going to come back for a thousand years and make all things better through a uh, political government system under Christ the King. Uh, So, as Catholics, we don't believe that. We believe that when Christ comes, that's final. And uh, the Catechism says, especially the intrinsically perverse political form of a secular messianism. Well, we're seeing that secular messianism right now. Yes. Yeah, we're seeing... Uh, different articles come out. Oh, they found red heifers, and they want to, you know, they want to reinstitute, uh, you know, and rebuild the, the the physical temple in Jerusalem, which is, you know, uh, all of these things, you know, are being pushed uh, by Zionist type indi- uh, individuals and Christians that that believe in that way that somehow the church is going to triumph on Earth and Jesus is going to reign for a thousand years on Earth. Uh, they take these things to be literal when they read the Old Testament, and they're just they're just wrong. That's not the historical view of the church, um, and that, nor was not, it the history. Yeah, it's not even nor, the historical view of the reformers, Paul. Not even the reformers. That's, what I, that's 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 like you took the words out of my mouth. Nor was it the view of the what they call the higher Protestant churches and the reformers. Yeah. They all had uh, uh, the same essential view as the Catholic Church does. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know that from another part of the catechism, I think in paragraph 407, it does tell us that the devil uses politics as a tool. So we do know that uh, the church does teach. And again, if you want to see the way the devil has used politics as a tool in, in our lifetime, communism, socialism, and Nazism are political tools of Satan. Those are mm-hmm. three three forms that we've seen in my, you know, uh, 60 years on planet Earth where we could see the hand of Satan in those three political systems. Yep. Yep. Uh, that, the, the, in fact, the view held by most fundamentalists and, and evangelicals, you know, that got popularized from guys like C.I. Schofield and John Nelson Darby, those guys, you know? Yeah. John Nelson Darby yeah. used to be in a, an Anglican minister who was kicked out of the Anglican uh, denomination for teaching millenarianism. Yeah. So paragraph 677 it's the catechism says 
the church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this final Passover. Okay. Mm. Where she, here it is, where she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. See, the point that I'm making is that the Catholic Church is going through her Passover right now. She's going through her passion. She's walking the streets of Calvary right now. She's following the Lord in her death and resurrection. It says, yes. the kingdom, reference to the kingdom of heaven, will be fulfilled then, not by a historic triumph of the church, through a progressive ascendancy. In other words, we're not going to win because the church is going to be getting stronger and stronger and more influential. No, Convert says, the world. <laughs> yeah, it says, but only by God's victory over the final unleashing of evil. And what's that victory? It's the second coming of Christ when Christ comes as Lord and King. Right, right. It says, and which, yeah, go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to tell you, Justin, again, it's helpful if you reflect on the, the passion of Christ, which we do in the Catholic Church. You know, we have... Uh, actual uh, seasons within the church, right? That, but when you reflect on the the passion of Christ, and you see that, okay, when 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 the persecution came, when he when they begin to torment Christ, uh, all of uh, you know all of Christ, that belonged to Christ, with the exception of a few, they abandoned him, and that's what you're seeing, Jess, when you when you talk about the churches being emptied out. Uh, uh, they, you know, that were they're abandoning the mystical body of Christ, and uh, and likewise, uh, the the suffering and persecution. Guess what? It's a it like you said, it's a pipe dream to sit there and go, oh, we're going to be raptured out and we're never going to have to ex experience anything. No, sacred scripture says we're going to emulate Christ. That's the goal. That those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer. Not that they might suffer, they will suffer. They're going to suffer persecution. And with that persecution, they're going to suffer martyrdom in many cases. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the final sentence of the Catechism, paragraph 677 says, but only by God's victory over the final unleashing of evil. And if you want to read that, that's in Revelation chapter 19, which will cause his bride, the church, come to come down from heaven. God's triumph over the revolt of evil will take the form of the last judgment after the final cosmic upheaval of this passing world. So if you mm -hmm. want to see where that's going to occur, just read the entire Rev chapter 19 of the book of Revelation. And it talks about there, uh, the second coming of Christ, how he will come in power and glory, how he will uh, make war against the unbelieving nations. In Revelation chapter 20, you can read the way he will take the Antichrist, the beast, and the false prophet, he will send them to hell. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, consign them to hell, put a lid on hell, and torment them forever, day and night. So if you want to see this final victory of Christ, it's in Revelation chapter 19 and mm. in chapter 20. If you believe that, again, uh, we're going to, uh, as it says in the second sen sentence, the kingdom will be fulfilled then not by historic triumph of the church, through a progressive ascendancy. In other words, a progressive ascendancy, that's what the left wants to do. We want to meet, like, like they want to make planet Earth and the human person like the $6 million man. We can make you stronger, faster, better. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, none of that's going to come by man's efforts, okay? Mm -hmm. Trying to make the world better, you know, recycle, you know, don't yeah. use hairspray because of the ozone layer, yeah. you know, take plastic out of the ocean. If you're going to try to make if you're going to try to make the world ascend through human efforts, 
Uh, that's socialism. Uh, Amen. That's, tr- that's, and- trying, that's trying to make a perfect society by constructing a Tower of Babel. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And Jess, what they're trying to do is essentially preserve what is already been judged and will, you know, is, is, is in the process of dying. They're trying to preserve the old man, the old Adam, the first Adam, without understanding that, listen, everything that we see is going to pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. And that, that, but that we in Christ, uh, we are going to follow Christ in his death and in his resurrection. And that is, and with that resurrection comes the new heaven and the new earth. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and but glory to God. I can't wait for that day because there's nothing about this. I don't know about you, Jess, but I'm feeling more and more like a stranger in this world every day. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I can't relate to it at all, <laughs> nor do I want to, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Jesus 911. Yeah, I agree. Took the words right out of my mouth. Jesus 911. Uh, we'll be back. Stick around. A lot of good stuff we got coming up. Let's get ready. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, switching gears here. Let me just mention that uh, anybody wants to go to the Holy Land with myself and Anita, Father Dave Nix, October 6th to the 16th, just go to my website, the flyer's there, you can sign up. Uh, The Holy Land, the the land where Jesus walked, Father Mitch Pacwa. Dr. Scott Hahn call it the fifth gospel. What does that mean? St. Matthew, St. Mark, St. Luke, St. John are the four gospels, of the life of Jesus Christ. The fifth gospel is when you actually walk in the land of Israel and, and, you, uh, and you actually experience and breathe the same air that the Lord Jesus Christ breathed 2,000 years ago. So if you're interested in going with myself, my wife, Anita, Father Dave Nix, uh, go to my website, jesseromero.com. Also, tomorrow, I'll be taking off to Indianapolis Speaking at a spiritual warfare conference this weekend, July 28th and 29th at Indianapolis. If you want to sign up for the spiritual warfare conference, go to Corpus Christi for unity and peace.org. Corpus Christi for unity and peace.org. That's this weekend, Indianapolis. I'll be speaking at a spiritual warfare conference. Go to Corpus Christi for unity and peace.org. Paula, I want to switch gears now in, um, I want to talk about uh, securing our borders, illegal aliens, the bishop's wealth, and even the movie Sound of Freedom. Okay. The topic of human sex trafficking, especially involving children, just does not seem to register on the U.S. bishop's radar, as embarrassing as that is. We can make a side comment here about them not really caring about children. In most cases, abortion and, and sex abuse spring to mind. But we won't say anything further other than to say that they have an abysmal record when it comes to protecting children. So it's hard to muster even fake shock at the ever-present news that the bishops continue to create an environment wherein children can be exploited, trafficked by cartels, and sexually exploited all under the cover of immigration. 
One of the most egregious betrayals is the promotion of illegal immigration. This is one of the four major areas that we covered last week. There was about 10 or 12 Catholic apostolates we met in Washington, D.C. last week. And we, uh, we call our, our coalition the Deposit of Faith Coalition. I represented VMPR. I, I, I was there standing in, in, uh, in persona or, or, or in representation for all the P- VMPR family. At this conference last week in Washington, D.C., it was at the National Press Club. This is where, this is the journalism building uh, and capital of the world. So the Deposit of Faith Coalition, it's a group of about a dozen Catholic organizations and outfits and apostolates, and we're calling for the defunding of the U.S. bishops by Congress. And we're going to keep pushing on this. Uh, and, 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 and we've got, by the way, I got some good news because we are making some inroads. So... Mm-hmm. The Bishop's Communist staffers at, at the USCCB headquarters in D.C., they administer hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars awarded to them each year by congressional appropriations committees. And then they use that money with the blessing of their bishops, of their bishop bosses to promote the decline of America in multiple ways. And so here they are. One of the most egregious betrayals of our Catholic faith is the promotion of illegal immigration and the out-of-sight horrors of child sex trafficking that happens as a result. The open borders policy of the Democrats is one of the many many policy items that, that the bishops are in complete lockstep with them on. And why wouldn't they be? Again, they get hundreds of millions of dollars from D.C. and then and then they spirit illegal immigrants all over the country through buses, trains, and planes. Who's involved in this? Catholic charities. Catholic charities by a lot of secular organizations and, and uh, you know, Protestant organizations and, and just uh, other NGOs. Catholic charities has the nickname of, of uh, uh, among the Border Patrol board. agents and those involved in trying to stop this flood they call them the illegal immigrant travel company. Hmm. Hmm. They not only help get the illegal aliens, uh, get them to the border, but they're waiting on the other side to get them into the processing centers and then transport them all over the country with the hmm. government not even knowing where millions of them are. And I say that I fly about, I fly at Paul about twice a month from the Phoenix airport to a different locations. Yeah. Every time I'm at the Phoenix airport, I see, I see, I see uh, groups and groups of young illegal immigrants from yeah. Latin America, south of the border, in the airport with their little ticket and, and ready, ready to board a plane. None of them speak yeah. English. They all have yeah. little wristbands on. They all have yeah. name tags. Yeah. You can tell this is, being, this is being done with the assistance of our government. Of course, it's done with the assistance of our government. It's bought 100% with the assistance of our government. But you talked about uh, the fact that um, uh, the U.S. bishops were receiving uh, literally tens of millions of dollars from the federal government. Well, what does the federal government get in return, Jess? You know what they get in return. Exactly what you just read. Groups like Catholic Charities, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, who are sponsored uh, by the U.S. bishops, they're actively involved in uh, carrying out the Democrat agenda, which is basically 
borderless. Let's flood the country. Let's literally, and you know, and ultimately, we know the money behind the Democrat Party from guys like George Soros and other people. These open border society people—they want to destroy the country. They want to collapse the U.S. dollar. They want us all to be involved in a European type system where we are uh, really the system of the Antichrist, where we, you know, where we're essentially unified under one authority. That's what their goal is. And it's unfortunate, but our church and the prelates within the, you know, the, the U.S. Conference of Bishops, they're, they're just playing right along into it. Yeah, I look at the Democrat Party, many of the people in the Democrat Party, I look at them like as satanic priests and our bishops are their acolytes. That's yes. that's the relationship that I see. The These Democrats, many of them, uh, they function like satanic priests. But a priest needs an acolyte. They need an altar boy. Um, and that's exactly what the USCCB is to them. That's the relationship. They're their acolytes. The, uh, the, the USCCB, or Catholic Charities under the USCCB, not only help them get to the border, but they're waiting on the other side to get them into processing centers and then transport them all over the country. I've seen this as I travel in airports uh, with the government not even knowing where millions of them are. I think in the last under under Biden, 85,000 uh, children from South America, Latin America uh, are lost here in the U.S. somewhere. We don't know where they're at. Uh, we don't know where they've been, uh, where they've been placed. 85,000 children from south of the border. If that was done under the Trump administration, he would be in jail. He'd be behind, he'd be behind bars by right now. Yeah. Um, among those they are flying and driving around, there's some of them are violent criminals. Let's just be honest. Some of them are drug cartel operatives and children with fake IDs who are being sent to total strangers posing as family members, strangers they've never seen or, or, or before in their lives. This is so outrageous that the bishops never respond to these charges and accusations because, frankly, what could they say? Again, that's why we started a coalition of Catholic apostolates of which church militant is a tip of the spear. We're trying to highlight this evil as one of the as one of the four separate issues that the U.S. bishops must be held accountable for and lose their funding for this. Why? Like you said, Paul, it destabilizes the country. It puts tens of thousands of children in harm's way, and it fattens the coffers of child sex traffickers, which has the impact of encouraging them to traffic even more child victims. Mm -hmm. These children, along with many other illegals, are lost, are lost complete track of and left wide open to all kinds of abuse and violence as, they, uh, as they're now in the, the streets of the United States, basically without any direction. Way mm -hmm. too often, no one really knows who they are, where they are, and the majority of this wickedness is brought to you by the U.S. bishops under the guise of social justice. You, you know, Jess, let me just make a quick comment. So tell me, Jess, the bishops in Germany, how do they get their money? From the from the people, uh, the people are taxed by the government. The German, yeah, the German government gives them money, correct? Yeah, correct. And so it, it's no wonder that those bishops over there are off the reservation, because they, you know they're you know, why? Because their their money is dependent upon a secular entity that wants them to go in a certain direction, you know. 
and they don't care about the things of God in that way. And it's the same thing over here with 501c3 status. That's when it started, right? When it's tax exempt. Oh, uh, you can, um, you know, you guys can have a tax, you know, uh, exempt number uh, so long as you don't involve yourself in political issues. And then that 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 basically evolves into, well, it's okay if you, you know, if you embrace democratic issues, but so long as you don't embrace conservative issues. <laughs> that's, that's what it's come down to in this country. And so, so again, it's the money. What will a man give in exchange for his soul, Jess? That's all. That's what I would ask every one of these bishops. What, you know, what's the price? Because your, your soul is at risk here. You know, by you failing to do to whom much is given, much is required, Jesus says, you know, and these guys have been given much, Jess, and I have a feeling that um, they're going to be very surprised when they look into the eyes of Christ one day, because these guys have shown themselves to be nothing more than hirelings, not all of them, but many of them. And it's time for them to have their Joshua moment, you know, uh, you know, choose you this day who you will serve. Amen. And uh, again, that's how we started these coalitions. Uh it's got to start somewhere. We're, uh, we, we all know that, uh, like you just said, Paul, 1 Timothy 6.10, the love of money is the root of all yes. evil. Yes. Yes. Not is. money. Not, not money. The love of money. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, we'll continue talking about this topic. Then I want to talk also about the sign, sound of freedom, the way uh, the Hollywood left and the left in general is going crazy. They don't want anybody to watch this movie. They're calling it fake news, QAnon. Uh, they are go- they're pulling their hair out over this movie Sound of Freedom. They do not want people to watch it. Stick around, yeah. we'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526 251. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 two man car. We're talking about uh, illegal immigration. The U.S. bishops they have something to do with this as well. The Democrat Party. Uh, as I go to airports and travel around the country, I see all these kids with uh, wristbands. They got name tags, and none of them speak English. You could tell they're from countries in Latin America. They're being exploited. They're being trafficked. And this mm-hmm. is being done under the guise of social justice by the by Catholic charities. Uh, and the, these kids couldn't even speak English or, or tell law enforcement if they're being mistreated. They they can't communicate. Yeah, and they're uh, coming over without their parents, Jess. <laughs> so the the four areas the four areas where we're demanding that the U.S. bishops that they break their adulterous relationship with the Democrat Party is number one on all the money that they get for illegal immigration. Number two, uh, we want the U.S. bishops to quit funding climate change uh, hoax, uh, you know, uh, research. It's none of our business. Let science do that. We also want the U.S. bishops to stay out of gun control. We have about three or four cardinals in the U.S., that are telling Catholics it'd be a good idea for us to give up our guns. Uh, they want they want to get rid of the Second Amendment. Four, four cardinals, four liberal leftist cardinals. 
we're, we're telling them, stay out of it. Teach us how to get to heaven. Teach us about faith and morals. Teach us about salvation. Don't talk us about gun control. We'll make up our own mind. And the last thing that we want the U.S. bishops to start defending us on is on free speech. There's this restriction on free speech. It's already starting in Michigan, and the U.S. bishops are silent. Why don't they talk to the governor of Michigan and call her up? They're silent on these matters. The bishops need to speak out when it comes, because if we lose our free speech, we, you lose all your rights. Because if you lose your free speech, then you lose, you lose liberty, you lose the pursuit of happiness, you lose the pursuit of everything else. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say about this is that um, the, the bishops have embraced Saul Alinsky way back. There was a, a friendship that started between Saul Alinsky and Cardinal Bernardine back in the 60s. And it's been a nonstop love affair with Saul Alinsky and, and, and his ilk uh, for decades. You know, Bar Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. These are all students of Saul Alinsky. And, uh, and now we're seeing all over America the fulfillment of this wicked alliance as the nation crumbles under the weight of communism with the bishop stepping on the gas pedal under the guise of social justice and under the guise of charity. Uh, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> they're, they're basically, what we want is for Congress to stop funding uh, the U.S. bishops, all these appropriation committees that shovel hundreds of millions of dollars each year to the USCCB. We want them to stop funding the USCCB. That's one of the things that we're, that, that we're, we're not going to stop uh, we're going to be relentless on this point. The second thing is the IRS code, it needs to be amended so that the, so that the bishops are required to file tax returns on their 990s. So we know just like every other nonprofit, we know exactly how much money they're taking in and where it's going. Because right now it's impossible to, to track the mountains of, of tax dollars handed to the U.S. bishops. Why? That's wrong. That's wrong. They're exempt from a 990 form. American Catholics need to know exactly how and where our money is being spent, no matter who's getting it. And so it's time to choke off the bishop's money supply uh, of our tax dollars. And the last thing, the, the USCCB's tax-exempt status, uh, <clears throat> it should simply be revoked because they're deeply involved in Democrat politics. Uh, and so that kind of blatant political engineering runs afoul of the entire spirit of the tax-exempt status. So uh, that's why we you had know. the con that's why we had the conference out there or the rally, the press, the press uh, uh, conference. And uh, yeah, I went over there to uh, represent the VMPR family. Paul, comments? Yeah, Jess, um, there's going to be a lot of people out there listening to us thinking, man, these guys don't even sound Catholic. Listen to look at all the criticism that they're doing. Well, let me just take us back for a second. When you look at the first advent of Christ, Christ himself, God made flesh, the word of God made flesh who dwelt among us. He tabernacled among us. And what was going on with the people of God in Jesus's day? Well, Jesus gave his assessment of them and he called them whitewashed tombs. He called them snakes. Uh, you know, he, he had no... Um, uh, you know, he had no kind words for them. You know, he, he, you know, he drove, he drove them out of the temple. They made, they made his father's uh, house, you know, a, a den of thieves. Uh, he told the, the apostles, you know, do not do what they do, but obey what they say for they sit in the chair of Moses, but don't 
do what they do because they're hypocrites. All we're all we're doing is pointing out the hypocrisy that is going on right now. That there are certain people that Jesus warned us about. Uh, there are hirelings. There are Jesus said you will know them by their fruits, and you will see that this has gotten way out of control. Where good bishops and good priests are being canceled uh, mm. on an almost seemingly on a daily basis because there's no tolerance for the truth anymore, Jess, because people, like it says in sacred scripture, people's love will grow cold. Uh, our blessed mother said it'll be bishop against bishop. Did she not, Jess? Okita, Japan, 1973. Yeah. So when you're tempted to say you guys don't sound Catholic, just remember, we're holding on to the part of the Catholic faith that is incorruptible, the perennial teachings of the faith that have been entrusted by godly men that have been handed down, that have been guided by the Holy Spirit of God, that can never be corrupted. It is the individual, it is the individuals, the human element of the church that can and often is corrupted. Yeah, Paul, it's pretty simple. Just by, on a human analogy, if a big company goes bankrupt, you're going to blame the CEO. Or you're going to blame the board. You're going to blame the board of directors. Well, yes. our church right now in many places is spiritually bankrupt, so it's logical to blame the CEOs and the board of directors. Those are the cardinals and bishops in right. the Vatican. It's it's very simple, and not only that, I'll give you a human analogy. We are spiritual sons of the church, faithful sons of the church. Let's just say on a human level, uh, let me go back 40 years. I'm 18, 19, 20 years old. Uh, my dad's coming home every night. He's coming home drunk. He gets home. He slaps around my mom. And I, I see it. He just slaps her across the face. Tell her, hey, go get me dinner. Get, film, get me dinner. He sits on the couch, starts watching the pornography, dropping F-bombs. Now, I'm 18, 19, 20. I've reached the age of majority. There comes a point in time where I'm going to have to say, Dad, you're my father. I respect your office. I respect your authority. But you can't come home and slap my mom. You can't come home and drop F-bombs in front of my brothers and younger brothers and sisters. That scandalizes us. You yeah. can't sit on the couch and watch pornography, Dad. We're being scandalized by your actions. Yeah. Dad, you got to stop. I know I'm your son. I know I'm called to honor you. I'm honoring you right now by telling you that you have to stop this. You're scandalizing me, my younger yes. siblings. You're yes. disrespecting mom. You can't do this, dad. Yes. You got to you got to live up to your position as a father. And so that's exactly what we're doing here on a spiritual level. We get it. The bishops have a seat of authority. I totally understand that they have an office, the office of an apostle. But the fact is, many of them are acting like worldlings or hirelings. And so we as Catholic men, uh, we have to, just like a good son that's reached the age of majority, you have to tell your father, dad, you're yes. scandalizing me. Dad, stop it. Dad, yes. live up to your high calling. That's all we're doing, Paul. We're speaking yep. the truth in charity, yep. Ephesians 4, yep. 15. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Translation, love corrects. And and, and just to, to put one more uh, example out there, Jess, uh, does that mean... Uh, an apostle like Judas, he betrayed his office. So no one should have followed Judas in his betrayal. So what we're talking about is those who have betrayed their office. 
We're talking about the hirelings that Jesus warned us about, that they will not lay down their life for the sheep. That's what we're talking about. And if you're, uh, like I said, if you're out there and you're and and you love God and you understand your position, at, you know, uh, and your calling as as a successor of the apostles, we're asking you, no, we're begging you, stand up and allow your voice to be heard. Choose you this day who you will serve. Please, we need you. Yeah, that's that's exactly because. Remember, as uh, St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that love rejoices in the truth. Yes. And the, and the, yes. truth, the truth will set us free, John 8, 32. Yes. As Catholics, we have an obligation, paragraph 907 of the Catechism. We have an obligation as lay people. We have a right and even a duty, it says, to manifest yes. to the sacred pastors our opinion on matters which pertain to the good of the church. And we Preach have a right brother. to make our opinion known to other Christian faithful. And we're doing it through this podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. Of course, the catechism says we have to do this with due regard to the integrity of faith, which is what we do, and of morals and reverence towards the pastors. Yep, no name calling, no detraction, no calumny, just the facts. And we have to do this, uh, as the catechism says, for the sake of the common good and the dignity of persons. Paul? Yes, yes, brother. Oh, I love it, Jess. Um, now you said it all right there, Jess. Uh, that's that's why we do this. We don't take pleasure in this. No. Uh, like you, like I think you mentioned earlier, some things are embarrassing, but these things are really an impediment to what yeah. what what Christ commanded us to do, which is to you know. When people are, you know, are, you know, see what's going on and, and, and the level of hypocrisy, Jess, they are scandalized to the point that they run from the church. They should be running to Mother Church. Yeah. Right now, judgment is pending. The ark is is there and 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 you got people running as fast as they can away from the ark because they see the ark as being corrupt. And that ark is nothing less than 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 really Christ himself with you know, uh, you know, rep, you know, represented by his yep. church that he founded. Here's a comment from our engineer. It says uh, the constant crisis is to implement an evil agenda. That's because the majority of bishops are not shepherds, but hirelings of the state. They are Henry VIII bishops or modernly King Biden bishops who have loyalty neither to Christ nor his teachings, but are servants of the earthly King Biden. <laughs> That's <Amen>. a wrap. <laughs> Jesus 911. Hey, church, we have to speak the truth, the power, and we got to live without fear. And remember, St. Father DePio says, pray hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and God will hear our prayer. Continue becoming holy, praying your rosary every day, reading your Bible every day, going to Mass as often as possible. Become holy or die trying. God bless you. Keep the faith. <laughs>